So I read that when you were young, you were a really good swimmer um, and lifesaver. How did you go from that into competitive cycling? Yeah, so when I was about 13 or 14 years old, I went through a program which is called the SASE Talent ID program. So it's run by the State Institute and they take kids out of other sports and put them into Olympic sports like track cycling, I think volleyball's another one, um, sprint canoe and things like that. So they did a lot of tests on me and they figured out that my body type and my endurance would be really suited to track cycling. So. I'm not from a cycling background, none of my family do it. It was something that was very foreign to me. Um, I grew up in the ocean and in the pool. I've definitely grew up in the water, so nothing on a bike, but they put me on the bike and I loved it. I thought it was so much fun. Um, I wasn't particularly good at the start. I didn't win when I was young, but when I was a little bit older, that's when I started to realize that maybe I could make a career out of this. Um, and I started winning races and, and yeah, turned it into my job. And when you did um, get started with cycling, what was about it that you loved it um, so much? Well, firstly, I love racing against myself and trying to beat my own personal best times. So one thing about cycling is, especially on the track, is it's very similar to swimming in the pool that you do get timed and you've got your speed that you're trying to beat, um, but you also have your power. So you're trying to beat your best power um, in time trials and, and you're racing against the clock and yourself quite a lot. Um, maybe that's one of the reasons I got into individual pursuiting because it is a race against the clock. Um, but the thing that I guess set that apart from athletics or swimming was I also had a lot of freedom on my bike, especially as a young, like teenage girl, when I was able to go on long four hour road rides through the hills and see new things, that was super exciting for me. And suddenly I was getting to travel with my bike. I was getting to go on these long road rides all through the hills and the beach and seeing things I, I wouldn't have seen otherwise. And that was a huge aspect of it as well, just having that freedom. Um, and there are two main types of cycling, track and road. Obviously, the main difference is that one is on a track and one is on open roads. This might be a hard question to answer, but can you just explain the main differences and how you train race and what makes someone good at um, them? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the track cycling, as you said, is on the track. And as a part of that, it's usually a lot shorter races. So... The races can be anything from one lap, so sprint cycling. I'm not very good at that. I don't do that at all. Um, usually sprint cyclists will train like bodybuilders. They'll be in the gym every day of the week, getting huge. Um, you, you won't see them do anything much longer than a few seconds of effort. Um, but then the track endurance is a little bit longer. And us track endurance riders, we tend to go for about Anywhere races can be between four minutes and then there's some that are about 40 minutes long. So that's like the really lactic acid burn in your legs kind of racing where you're just going all out against the clock. Road cycling is a little bit different. You're usually in really big pelotons and the races can be four hours, five hours long sometimes. So it's really that aerobic endurance, long stages, and the cool thing about road cycling is it's also a really big team sport. So even though the trophy goes to one person at the end, you're working in a group of maybe four or five other girls um, and you're working to get one member of your team or two members of your team the best result possible. And sometimes there can be multiple days of stages 
um, different terrains that you go over, mountains, flat, time trial. There's all sorts of races and they'll usually accumulate for a big tour. And you mentioned that you don't really like sprinting and that you're not very good at it. Um, but some cyclists do both. Um, they focus on one of them, I guess. Um, is, is that just personal choice? Yeah, so funnily enough, on the road, I'm considered a sprinter. I guess that's compared to the pure road cyclist, though. But then on the track, I'm considered endurance. Um, I think usually track cyclists, you're one or the other. You're, tra- uh, you're sprint or endurance. Um, and that's just because it's pretty much impossible to train for both. But interestingly, you can train for track and sorry, track endurance, and you can train for road at the same time. And that's something I'm looking to do next year. At the moment, I've just been training for the track endurance, though. Um, and on the track, you race in both individual pursuit um, and team pursuit. Do you have to approach them differently in terms of your tactics? Yeah, uh, they're both similar races in that they're timed and they're short. They're about three to four minutes each, but technically they're a lot different. So in the team pursuit, you've got a job to play to make the other three girls with you go as fast as possible. So when you get on the front, you're doing really, really high power, like spurting as hard as you can go. And then you flick to the back and you sit on and you see what the other girls are doing. And then when you get to the front, you adjust accordingly again. So there's probably more tactical and technical. You've got to be thinking, what are they doing? How are they feeling? How am I feeling? What can I get the best out of myself um, to make the whole group go faster? And it's a bit more on off because you get to the front and then you get to the slipstream, you get to the front slipstream. So you're kind of on off. Whereas the individual pursuit, it's just all out power for as long as you can hold it um it's just suffering (laughs) there's no no one no excuses no person in front of you to blame no one to drag you along when you're feeling bad um you're all out on the line so that's a different race in itself um just as hard just less decisions to be made and with the team pursuit is there much training and adjusting needed when um new cyclists come onto the team yeah in fact Before the Tokyo Olympics, I was the new cyclist (laughs) coming into the team. So I was the younger girl coming up into the older squad and they were a very successful team already. So I had to learn um, the skills and the technicalities required. And it's a very technical sport. If you watch any videos of it, people are this close to the wheel. So you've really got to trust the the woman in front of you. And um, it's also about knowing your teammates and how long they're going to go um when they're starting to hurt or tire when should you yell them to swing up because we don't actually have a I guess a a lap split or something every lap or a a speedometer that tells us how fast we're going we need to feel that and then every time we come over the start finish line our coach will hold up a board which says how fast we've gone in that lap and if we're within 0.2 or three of a second different then it's going to hurt everyone so we're gonna we're trying to make every lap identical to the last, um, and as soon as the pace goes too high or too slow, it's ruined everyone's legs. So that's a very technical aspect of it, and that takes a lot of a lot of time to learn, especially when you're a young athlete and you just want to go fast all the time. Yeah, and kind of not trying to be too, um, very negative, but you've had a few bad falls over the last couple of years. You broke your wrist pretty badly in um, 2019. And then you had to deal with a concussion earlier this year. What do you like in those situations where you have to deal with setbacks? Yeah, I think that's a very big part of cycling. 
and I've been fortunate that I haven't had too many crashes but yeah I had one my first one on the track for a long time was this year and I got a concussion from it and I guess I didn't really listen to my body as well as I should have I took a whole week off the bike which I thought was a lot but you know I just wanted to get back up and keep racing so immediately when I crashed I got back up kept racing and that's sometimes the worst thing you can do for your head um, it's very frustrating when you have those setbacks but sometimes you can turn those around into the best performances um, for example when I broke my wrist I thought my whole Olympic campaign was over um, it was right before the selections were supposed to be made and I was lying on the floor with my cracked wrist and I was like oh my gosh, I'm never going to make the team now. I only have a few months until I need to be winning. Um, I already was a very outside chance and I didn't know how I'd be able to make it. Um, but then, you know, I got back to Australia. I got on my ergo and from that, I pushed so much harder, I think, than if I didn't hadn't have broken that wrist because I was so desperate just to make it back to normal level. But in that really hard training, I actually went above and beyond what I've ever done before. And I ended up doing massive personal bests and actually making that Olympic team. So sometimes I think having those setbacks kind of pushes you to the next level of performance that maybe you wouldn't have achieved otherwise. I saw on your Instagram that um, you write words um, on your staffing on your hands when you race, or at least I'm not sure if you do it all the time. How, but how did that idea kind of first start and how do you decide what to write? Yeah, that's a really fun one. So when we're in our aero posi positions, we have our hands out in front of us. And back when I was younger, I used to be able to kind of like see what was on my gloves and stuff because I had my head up. Nowadays, I've got my head so close to my hands that I can barely see anything. I can't even see in front of me. So I can't really read, but I know that the words are there. And that just started as a little thing as a little cue to kind of recenter my focus. So um, at the Olympics, I had flat and fast were my words. And I've kind of stuck with those words because I think they still make a lot of sense and they're still exactly what I want to do in the race. So when I say flat, I mean, firstly, what I was talking about the lap splits before where we want to keep our lap splits flat. So we want to be riding the same speed every single lap. So not getting too excited, but also not letting it drop. And also flat for my back. So in cycling, aerodynamics matter a lot. And even though it's really uncomfortable and you just want to round your back and kind of grovel to the finish line, you have to keep your back still and very flat so that you don't disrupt the wind and so that you can stay as small as possible. So flat was one of my words. And then the other one was fight. And that just means fight to the finish line and go as hard as you can. And yeah, so I've kept those words. And when I race with gloves on, I always write them on my gloves. Um, and you've had a lot of success in track cycling, but you've signed with a road team in Europe next year. What do you like about road cycling? Ooh, what do I like about it? Um, I do like the team aspect of it. I think it's really cool just having a job to do, um, to whether it's leading someone out, um, or making sure they get to the bottom of the hill in the right position. So there's a lot of like technical aspects of it that I find really enjoyable. I also really enjoy the training for it. So the longer rides, the longer endurance. Um, I find that's a nice change to just going hard around the track all the time. Um, so I am looking forward to the new challenge of the road. I'm not sure how I'll go, but I, I'm pretty confident and I've signed with a really, really great team in the women's peloton. Um, DSM are really well known for winning sprint 
lead outs at the end of stages. So I couldn't have found a better team to kind of reach those goals with. So yeah, really looking forward to something new and hopefully seeing how I can progress on the road. And what are you most looking forward to about being, being part of a road team? I think just having those team wins and being able to, you know, lead someone out or be let out and kind of enjoy it as a whole group is something that I'm really looking forward to. Um, and I've got a little taste for on my road team in Australia, but to do that in Europe with new crowds, new people around racing against the top women in the field will be so exciting. Um, I already went to Europe a little bit this year and did some racing in Belgium. And it's just a completely new style of racing that is foreign to me, but I'm eager to learn and work out. It was a little bit of a shock at first because there's like 175 girls on the start line every day. That's a lot of girls doing it's it's like the most popular sport for women over there. So it's huge and there's lots of crashes and carnage and chaos. But um, once you kind of learn to navigate that and start getting wins, it's it's definitely addicting. So I'm looking forward to that. And I think women's road cycling has just taken a massive step up lately. Um, it's gone from, yeah, just in the last five years, I, when I first started cycling, I didn't really ever think I'd pursue a road contract because I just didn't see it ever really like having the same viewers as the men's stuff, um, have the same like magnitude, but then suddenly it's taken this massive turn. People are watching, everyone loves it. Um, more women are, are turning pro the teams are becoming really professional and now I'd say like it's so close to the men's field um, and that's really motivated me to like want to join and be a part of that so that's something I'm looking forward to watching in women's road in the future as well. How do you think that the equal gap kind of closing in is gonna um, persuade more girls to take up road cycling in Australia and also you? <laughs> Yeah, well, I think just having it as a career option is kind of the biggest thing. So a lot of people say, oh, it doesn't matter about the wage or the pay. If you love it, you'll, you'll do it. And although I do agree with that, it, there does need to be equal wages and it does need to be a viable career for girls to give up everything in their lives to go and like pursue that. So when I first started cycling, for example, um, I probably couldn't realistically earn a wage on the road or support myself on the road. It just wasn't realistic. Um, whereas I could on the track because the AIS is really good at equally funding men and women. So we get the same amount and it's a livable, solid wage. You get looked after, you get healthcare and things like that. Um, but on the road, I just, you know, didn't really see it as an option. Only the top, top few girls got paid um, a reasonable salary. But now pretty much every rider in the women's peloton gets paid a, a reasonable livable wage. There's a minimum wage. And that just made a huge difference to the quality of riders because suddenly everyone in there is full-time athletes. Everyone's doing it as their job. Um, the standard has really gone up. A lot of the men's teams have associated women's teams where they kind of pool their resources. Um, everyone's on great equipment and it's made such a big difference. So now young girls coming through can be like, I want professional road cycling to be my job. And that's a completely realistic goal, which is so exciting. Yeah. Um, and I read that you do want to focus on your cycling for the next kind of decade. Have you set yourself some goals of what you hope to achieve in that period of time? 
I'd love to win an Olympic gold medal, um, especially on the track. I think that's my sort of middle term goal. I would like for that to be in Paris, but I'll keep going to Olympics until I get one. Um, and then on the road, I'm not quite sure what my role will be on my team yet. But if I could support my team to winning some of the big grand tours in the women's um, in the women's races, like Tour de France wins, that would be incredibly exciting for me too. Um, I'm not sure what my schedule is going to look like for the next few years on the road, as in what races I'll do. But I hope that I can improve and, and get good enough that I can be selected for some of those really big races. For girls, there are more options than ever before in sport. Cycling probably has an advantage because most girls um, would own a bike when they're still quite young. What would be your advice um, of girls who one day dream of going to the Olympics, the Com Games or the Tour de France? Yeah, I would say absolutely go for it. It was my dream when I was young and it probably wasn't until I was 14 or 15 that I realised I could actually do professional sport as a job and it is a job. It's always good to have other options. So I would recommend still doing well in school, um, finishing your 12 if you can, and still studying and doing your work and your homework. Um, but I would say, give your all to your sport as well and take those opportunities when they come. And also just to persevere because the athletes who are winning when they're 16, 17, are not necessarily the athletes who are winning in their twenties and thirties. Some, some athletes, it takes 10 years to get results and myself included. I, I took a few years until I started winning races and then I had times where I didn't win anything and then I would win again. So it does take a lot of perseverance and there's ups and downs along the way. But there's never, as you said, there's never been a better time to be a female athlete and uh, we can absolutely achieve that goal. So I would say use it and if you want to be a professional athlete go for it. <laughs>